welcome to Spark Connections, where we discuss and talk about what connects us across the tech industry. I'm your host, Stefan. Last week, I gave a little intro about myself and explained what we're going to be doing here today. So my first guest and my honored guest is Ro Paydar. I met her on Twitter. Absolutely awesome friend. Great person to talk to. And somehow I ended up adopting her as my little sister. <laughs> I have her here today to talk about her background a little bit, her journey in the technology, why she ended up here, and just to get to know her a little bit more. So without further ado, I give you Ro. Hi. <laughs> right, well, thanks for joining me here today. I really appreciate it. Um, as you know, I've been looking to start a podcast for a long time. So who else mm-hmm. can I start with besides you? Absolutely. I'm honored to be chosen as the first one. And um I'm excited to get this started. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, So, uh, you know, I think we can talk a little bit through, you know, how you and I met. I I think it seems so long ago now, but, you know, the pandemic and everything. But I think I know we linked up on Twitter just through technology stuff and some like similar people. But I actually don't remember. I don't have a good recollection of how how you and I kind of crashed into each other. Uh, I actually remember. Oh, let's do it then. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you actually approached me because you saw my mental health group, Devs Helping Devs, and you were interested in modding. And at first, because, you know, I get scared when I meet new people, if I could be honest. I was like, oh, I don't know this person. So I I was like, no, it's okay. I'm good. And then you insisted. And I was like, okay, I'll hear him out. Why not? So we spoke a little more and I saw that you were incredibly passionate about helping developers. And I was like, well, I need this person to mod with me. Absolutely. And then since there, you know, we started to become closer friends. We started to brainstorm and like, you know, give ideas for Dev Helping Dev. And yeah, the rest is history. We just started realizing we have a lot in common and we never stopped talking. So <laughs> that's kind of that. That, that sounds like me. That sounds yeah. like me. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad that I'm glad we were able to connect. And um, you know, your devs helping devs group is, is just such an amazing opportunity. And I remember seeing it uh and just thinking about how important it is, how mental health plays such an important part, and not just, you know, um, not just our, our our everyday lives, but also in the lives of, of the work that we do, whether it's our side projects or our professional work. And yeah. I just thought it was such an amazing um, opportunity and also just such an amazing outpouring and and an intention upon you to, you know, create a safe space where people can talk about, you know, how they're feeling good, bad, um, worse, whatever it may look like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just seeing like while I was in boot camp, I could see that there are so many people on Twitter who were constantly talking about imposter syndrome or, you know, experiences that they're clearly holding back on. And I realized if there was a space for people to connect to each other and support each other, be like, Hey, like I'm a developer and I know exactly what you're going through. Like, let's talk about it. And, you know, that's kind of how the group works. Other developers will come in, they'll talk to each other and they'll support one another. And I'm really happy that it's able to help people at the end of the day. If it was one or five people, I'd be happy still, but it's helping so many people and I'm excited to watch it grow into something that will be almost a necessity for every developer because mental health isn't something that should be ignored. It's something that is with a lot of us, but it is not necessarily realized. So I hope that this group will continue to help people in that sense. 
Yeah, I think about um, the time that I've spent there since I've I've joined and the individuals that I've met and and the people who um, the people who I've seen like participate and it's been just such an amazing experience to see you know how the advice the uplifting the, the continued support um, mm. and 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 in some instances like almost how it's it's kind of taken a life of its own yeah. um, you know individuals who have started like meeting up and getting together and spending time together I just I think that's super cool. Um, mm. You know that that organic growth usually happens, or or we at least hope happens, um, inside of like you know workplaces or organizations. But the fact that it's happening like outside, um, as well, and and in a, in a contained and safe space like this is just so so awesome. Yeah, um, actually, we're having our first like open group hangout tomorrow. So if you were not busy, you could totally join. But yeah, we're going to have our first meetup and uh, just meet a couple people from the community. And I'm really excited to <laughs> get to actually see and hear the voices of the people who I've been talking to since July, basically. Wow, it's been a while that this group's been kicking. So that's pretty exciting. <laughs> what's, what's so funny to me, you and I talk so often and I see you so often. I was like, I'm just going to see you. In, I'm just going to see you like in a couple of days. <laughs> so, so, but yeah, no, I think it's... um. You're absolutely right. I, I do. Um, I, I'll do my best to make sure I can make it there tomorrow. Um, so I do want to jump into a, a then and talk more about you. So if you wouldn't mind, um, you know, I think it's super important to talk about, you know, and think about and reflect on how how one made their journey into um, technology. I think it's I think we all took really different paths to get there. So um, if you wouldn't mind and, and, you know, as much as you're comfortable sharing, can we talk a little bit about your background um, prior to technology? Because I know a little bit about it. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't know everything. <laughs> yes, we can absolutely talk about it. So for my background, I come from a non-traditional tech background. I started off not knowing what I wanted to do and having no idea for what career path to take, but um, I'll take it all the way back to when I was a teenager. And uh, I will say I definitely dabbled with HTML and CSS when I was uh, using Tumblr (laughs) because, you know, I had no idea what it was. I didn't even know what CSS was. And I just saw that if you could copy and paste a template into your uh, into your Tumblr, or I guess account, it'll generate a layout for you. And when I saw that there was a color I didn't like, I started scrolling through the CSS and I was able to like see a hex code. And I was like, oh, cool, I know a hex code. So I would change the colors and then I started to put two and two together and started to work around with the CSS and like move the layout to what I liked. But um, after, you know, a couple months of doing that, I stopped because, you know, no one really told me, hey, this could be a career option for you. No one saw that this was what I was doing at three in the morning. <laughs> like no one was there. So it just became something I forgot about. And then um, uh, I went through a couple different career paths that didn't work out for me because I always felt like something was missing. It wasn't quite exactly what I wanted. And, um, you know, one day I was just, you know, scratching my head thinking, really, what can I do for my future career? And where do I see myself? And my partner suggested, well, why don't you look into coding? I see you are always typing, you type very fast. And I feel like it's something that could maybe be interesting to you. Like, why not? So um, I went to check it out. I was like, okay, this sounds kind of cool. And 
after uh, doing a little bit of research, I went to a school uh, to do like a tour and get an idea of, you know, what it takes to actually join uh, a school for development. And, um, you know, I decided I wanted to take the front end route. And uh, when I was at the school, they explained to me like, oh, yeah, like, if you come here, like, these are the classrooms, uh, but let's talk about price. And when they told me how much it cost, I was like, there is no way that I can afford this. So I felt really defeated. I was like, you know, I don't know if I could do this because I just don't have the money. But then uh, I saw that there are ways to self-teach. And uh, I try to teach myself how to code on my own. Now, the only issue I was facing with that is um, it, was, it wasn't very definitive or clear on what I should be focusing on. And so I would study a little bit and then I would stop because I just wasn't too sure if this was what I was supposed to be doing. And um, after uh, a couple months of trial and error, you know, I started to get frustrated and I, I walked into my workplace. And at the time I was a restaurant manager. I walked in, I'm like, does anyone know anyone who codes? And one of my colleagues said, uh, yeah, I have a friend who's a developer. And I was like, can I meet them? <laughs> and she was like, sure. So I met this person and they were my official first ever mentor. They were amazing. Uh, we talked for like two hours the first time we met. And from that moment on, this was back in 2018, we never stopped staying in contact and I appreciate everything they've done for me because um, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them and the reason why is because they continuously checked in on me um, from the beginning of 2018 and uh, I think throughout 2019 they were checking in and one day they saw that the school that they had attended uh, Juno College they saw that they had a intro to web development course and they suggested that I try it out. They're like, hey, this is a bit more affordable than what bootcamp would cost. See if this is even what you want to do. Get that, you know, basic skills and then take it from there. See if it's what you really want. And uh, the first day in class, I was like, yeah, this is exactly what I want to do. I want to be a developer. Um, I felt super inspired. I was really, really excited to get my hands, you know, moving on the keyboard. <laughs> And yeah, I worked really hard. And after that, I applied for boot camp because, you know, I knew that officially I wanted to do this. And um, I got accepted. And then, of course, the pandemic started, but that didn't stop us. I still went through boot camp. My cohort was the first to do boot camp uh, virtually from start to finish. And since then, I found myself uh, navigating through the Twitter world, and now I am here. <laughs> That's kind of my <laughs> story. Yeah, wow. There's, there's, you know, so much to unpack there. Um, <laughs> you know, one of the first things that I, you know, kind of hit me was, um, you know, the the, the bootcamp thing and just how expensive um, some of those options are. I've, I've been talking to a couple of people. I've just never explored bootcamp. It just never seemed like it was a you know, good or viable option to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I, it, it kind of blew my mind when I started looking at prices. And for some yeah. of them, I was like, these are college tuition prices. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. like this is a year of college tuition, mm -hmm. um, you know, in some, in some cases. Um, 
So, so yeah, you're not the first person I've heard who, you know, said they've been a little bit discouraged or um, kind of let down by that because it, it is it is a lot of money to try and, you know, kind of get into a field um, with still a lot of work that you have to do on your own to mm-hmm. to make it anyway, to make it work anyway. Absolutely. If I could be totally honest with you, um, I I don't really understand why boot camps are that much to to begin with. And this is not like, you know, taking shade or stabbing at anyone. But like, I I genuinely ask, like, why is it that much? Because I've been to college, three different colleges, and I've never paid this much. And the amount of college work that I, or amount of time that I was in college, I, uh, I didn't pay that much. I paid, (laughs) actually, all three programs I went to don't even uh, equal the same amount of my boot camp costs, which is uh, interesting. I wonder why. But it is what it is. I guess that's what I guess that's what you pay for in order to, um, you know, have guidance to become a developer and gain certain skills and access to other things that if you were to self-teach wouldn't have access to. Yeah, I, um, you know, I can for, for someone who kind of, you know, also took a non-traditional route into technology, I can understand like where you want that additional support and mentorship and ability to um you know, learn some of those extra skills. Um, but yeah, it, it, it just seems, it, it seems like it might be challenging um, for someone who is looking to get into, get into that space to really uh, feel, I guess the word like enabled, um, especially if, if, you know, finances are always something that might be troubling them. But mm-hmm. so, so you talked about this a little bit already, um, but if we could dig a little bit more into, into why technology, I mean, there are so many different fields out there and, 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 just from knowing you, you have so many different skills and so many different things that you're great at. Um, but I know that whenever we talk, like technology is just the heart of your passion. So I just wanted to, you know, dig in and unpack that a little bit. Um, you know, I, I know you talked about getting, you know, doing C- CSS on Tumblr. And I think, I, I, you know, I, I was laughing about this with a couple of friends the other day, but I'm pretty sure that there's like a whole collection, like a whole generation of individuals who are like, you know, many developers <laughs> or like develop, like learn how to develop because of like either MySpace or Tumblr. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if you could just, if we could just talk a little bit more about, mm-hmm. you know, why, why technology specifically, why, um, you know, software and front end development? Well, for, for me, it felt pretty straightforward. I always wanted something that would slightly challenge me, but I still wanted to express creativity. Um, when I look back at all the jobs I ever had, I always put some sort of creative spin and, you know, a lot of that was through art, but at the same time, I reached a point where I kind of like plateaued in those jobs. And when I look at tech, I didn't see the, um, the amount of space you have to apply both of those things together. So to be able to, you know, add artwork to coding I never imagined that was a thing. I didn't think you could make art using code. And that was incredibly mind-blowing for me. So, um, yeah, just being able to do that, <laughs> it's just uh, its just really cool. I, I, I still, like, I'm, I'm laughing so much right now because um, Stefan already knows, but, like, I'm, I'm a digital artist, and I'm thinking about the fact that I can still make art through technology (laughs) and um 
I think another reason why codes reached out to me is because it seems like something that I could actually do. Um, I was at a point where I had done school so many times and I failed so many times and they weren't necessarily failures because of, you know, not being able to do it, but it was just a failure in the sense of um, I didn't have the passion or the interest for these courses. And, you know, I, I didn't put my all into it, but with coding, you know, everyone said they've never seen me this passionate about anything before. And they were all really surprised with how hard I was working. Um, it just, it was something I wanted to do morning till night. I did not want to stop. And, um, you know, being able to actually complete this boot camp course, it was a really big feat for me. And having that certificate on my wall, it's, it's a huge reward for me. And I'm, I'm really happy that I was able to push through because boot camp was very intense. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't see myself in any, any other space besides tech because it's the place that I can be both creative and logical. Yeah. You and I have worked together a couple of times on a number of things. And I think I've said that to you like every time, like it just, it's, 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 it's very, very, I think the word I would like to use is like motivating. Um, Cause that sometimes I, I like almost feel like I have to keep up with you. Um, where like you and I'll talk, I'll be like, hey, you know, maybe you want to try this. You're like, okay, cool. I'm going to jump on this and learn everything about it. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I have to remember it. Like I still have to remember. I haven't done this in, um, you know, there are some, I, I don't code as, as much as I used to um, being an engineering manager. And often, you know, I have to, it, t- it may take me a little bit to look into something and then go, oh, wait, I know how to do this. Um, and and there have been times where we've been talking and, and you'll just go and, uh, I'll have to like take a second and be like, wait a minute, what, what, what just happened? <laughs> uh, but I think that's, I think passion is, you know, the right word to describe you. And I, and I also agree that just, you know, watching you light up when you talk about coding and when you talk about your, um, your desire to do it and what it enables you to do and how um, comfortable you feel doing it, you know, hard, whether it's even when things are, are hard, um, I still see you like, you know, I don't know I'm going to work through this. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to push through it. Um, it's just, it's just inspiring and it's great. And it's wonderful that you have that, um, you have that in you, uh, you know, all too often we see individuals where like things get hard and they just give up. And, and, and particularly in the space I've seen where like things have been hard and you're like, okay, let me just, what's the next thing for me to try? Uh, you know, what's the next thing yeah. for me to attempt? So that's, that's just so amazing and um, grateful, grateful to be a part of your journey. Thank you. I'm, I'm really, I feel honestly very lucky that you and I met. I'm happy that you're a part of my journey. I don't, I don't know why it took you so long to join my journey, but you know what? I, I'm not mad anymore. You're here now. And so that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I, I was very, and you know, just uh, being super honest, I was very, very resistant to, um, for a while, social media, but specifically to um, any kind of like sections of Twitter, because it just felt so toxic and so um, just overwhelmingly negative. And I was like, I don't want this in my life. And, um, you know, then I was I was chatting with someone and they said, hey, you're right. You know, some of this stuff is, you know, very negative, but there are some really good pockets of amazing, great people who are worth talking to and worth spending time with. And, you know, I started meeting some people around that. I said, okay, you want to know what? This isn't that bad. Uh, 
And yeah. so, yeah, it's, it's, I'm so glad that I kind of broke through that wall because it's enabled me to meet you and so many others. Um, hopefully some of them will be able to get on this, on this podcast and talk, but yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm really, really happy about, um, you know, what we've been able to do, um, over the, over the, the, the time that we've known each other. Um, so I know we've talked a lot about, you know, what drives you in, in tech, but, um, I want to talk a little bit about side of that, um. So besides, you know, besides coding, which I know you like to work on side projects, I've seen your your CSS Pokédex, and it is awesome. I've actually shown it off to a couple of people. Um, but what else do you like to do outside of that? Um, any hobbies? Any anything else that you like to do? Yeah, um, I mean, you already know that this is coming, but I love to do art. <laughs> surprise! 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 surprise. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been. I've been trying to find the uh, balance between studying art and studying code because, um, you know, I've been really upping my digital art game. And, um, you know, that's something I've been doing as a, a little bit of a side hustle, which is great because it, it, it allows me to keep job hunting uh, during the pandemic without having to, uh, you know, leave the house and then, you know, not have as much time to focus on coding. And uh, I feel really lucky and grateful that I'm able to do that. And it's been really, really wholesome that people are actually reaching out and saying, hey, Ro, I want you to make this for me. I want you to make an avatar that looks like me. And I'm always like, me? Really? I always get so surprised. But at the same time, I'm just absolutely flattered because it's something I've always dreamed about. Like art and code are just two things that I... I can't see my life without, especially like, like art has always kind of been there, but I didn't take it seriously. But when code stepped in code kind of opened up this realm of art for me in a sense, um, which is something I never expected. Um, you know, I only got my, my graphic, uh, tablet. What's a Wacom tablet, uh, about a year ago. And I toyed around with it for two weeks. And for the people who, know my uh, Twitter account, they've seen this, like, uh, my header, my, my profile header. And it's a picture of like a girl sitting in a room, and it's like a purple room. And that's something that I came up with in two weeks of uh, first getting the tablet. And it was really a test to see what I'm able to do with a digital tablet. Um, but after that, I had to stop because boot camp was starting, and I needed to, um, I needed to really prepare and like, you know, get some basic JavaScript knowledge down before getting started just so that I have a leg up there. Um, and then, you know, because coding got really intense, I had to put all my art stuff on the side, but I was still able to incorporate it into my projects. Um, you know, coming up with the, uh, uh, we had, um, you know, we had to create like an MVP and like share, you know, a bit of a, a small picture and I would be able to draw up what I wanted to create, like a markup for my teachers to approve the project or, you know, tell me how to tweak it. And, um, you know, it was actually a huge help during bootcamp. And I would recommend other developers to have a tablet where they're able to outline things and, um, you know, use it to their advantage in that sense. Um, but yeah, so after bootcamp, obviously, my focus was getting a job. And I wasn't able to, you know, take a, take a moment to get back to art. So I only actually got to 
you know, get serious about it again closer to November, December. So I wasn't drawing for a majority of the time that I owned it. And then, um, and then, yeah, since, since mid January, I picked up again and, uh, now I'm doing commissions, which is pretty cool. And I've been improving every single day and, uh, taking some online courses. Um, there's an artist named Bear Brickgia, um, and she has a course on this website called Domestica and she has, it's, it's a little intense, the course, but she has some amazing tips and it, it's already transformed the quality of artwork that I could do. So yeah, this is obviously something I could talk about forever. So I'm going to stop, but (laughs) art is definitely something that I, I enjoy. And I love that it goes hand in hand with code. Yeah. I, um, you know, so it's funny. I started looking at, so that banner that you're talking about. So there's um, like a pinned tweet that you have on your Twitter account. That's like a different angle of that same, um, girl where she's like chilling in the room but it's like looking at her rather than from the side um and I just remember watching you like start from I remember like one weekend I think it was where you were talking about like oh man I did the animation for this and I figured this out in a short period of time and I'm super jazzed and I remember it was just like a small animation I think it was the clock that was moving and then I think like three days later it was just there was just so much else going on in the room too so but it's great (laughs) I I absolutely love it it's 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 one of my favorite things. It's a it's a dope pin tweet. Um, I I um I I can't draw self admittedly. I've never been able to. Um, and I like I there's a couple times I looked and be like, oh man, I'm gonna do something like that. And then I try it and I'm like, nah, never mind. I'm good. <laughs> I'll go build a I'll go build a program that can automate something. I'll do that. That's better. <laughs> Honestly, uh, that pin tweet you're talking about. Uh, I was, that was the first time I ever tried to do animation and I was really shocked that I was able to make it happen so fast. Um, I know that there's easier ways to do it because like the way that I do it is I literally like frame by frame, you know, I would duplicate certain movements and then allow the frame to change. Like, um, like for example, there's a hamster in there. It's a tiny little hamster. He comes out, uh, his ears wiggle, his nose wiggles, and then he runs back. And um, that's like a little Easter egg to my my hamster because I had a hamster and I, I loved him very much. So a lot of people who saw the looping video that knew my hamster, they were messaging me saying, oh, my God, is that your hamster? And I'm like, yeah, they're like, oh, my God, that's so cute. But for the hamster, that one was hard to do because I had to move his tiny little hands and tiny little feet frame by frame by frame. Now, here's the issue. I did the outline layer, so like the details, the ears, the body, the arms. And after I realized I was able to successfully make him walk out, do that thing, and then walk back into where he first started from the starting point, I realized I forgot to color. And so I had to go through, I think, like 50 frames and (laughs) color each frame oh man i uh the funny thing is i understood about half of what you just said (laughs) (laughs) um so i guess to very quickly clear it up uh the frame is like like one movement so let's say like i stuck my hand up and i was waving it i would wave it from the right and then a second frame could be my hand in the center of the wave and then the third frame would be like the hand on the left so that would be like three frames all i'm doing is waving if that makes sense 
It's okay if it does. Oh, it does. It does. It does. Um, so yeah, imagine 50 frames of it, color. Painful is what I hear. It's just painful and not something I don't want to do. <laughs> I was frustrated, but I was determined. I was like, I need this to come out the way I want it to. And so I was like, I was like I'm not getting up until it's done. And that's exactly oh, what that's I awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Hey, you want to know what? We are starting to run out of time a little bit. So, um, you know, I want to just give you an opportunity to, you know, you know, close up with any final thoughts um, and let people know where they can find you at. If anyone wants to, you know, hit you up on social media um, or wants to, you know, see any of your work, um, why, don't, why don't we tell them where they, where they can look for you? Oh, yes. So if you're looking for me, you can always find me on Twitter at RowTheCoder. Um, if you're looking for me on Instagram, it's the same username. And if you were looking for my portfolio or commissions uh, on my Twitter, you can see my link. There's a link tree and that will give you access to either a commission request form or my portfolio, which is my website. Um, and that website is www.rowthecoder.com. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Ro, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, Really excited that we could have you here. I'm glad that you were the opening episode of All People. It's going to be, Yay. I'm super excited to uh, to get this episode out and looking forward to hearing from you more in the future. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. <laughs> All right. And with that, that'll do it, folks. We'll catch you. Uh, we'll catch you next week with our next episode. We have my good friend, Todd Libby. He'll be Ooh. here as well. And I am sure I'm going to make a small guess and say that he's going to talk about accessibility, maybe one or two <laughs> words of it. For those of you who know Todd, that'll be a, that'll be a little chuckle for you. He'll also All probably right. talk about lobster. <laughs> he will talk about lobster. All right, guys. Peace. Peace.